0: Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth. Because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. I'm Jennifer Slattery. And I'm Carol McCracken. And here at Faith Over Fear, we're passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We would love to connect with you online or on social media. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. Today, we're continuing our series of episodes on the life of Abraham as we examine the various fears he might have experienced and how God met him with grace and love. Have you ever experienced a season where your failures and mistakes felt greater than any of your spiritual wins? Like you kept stepping into the same mess again and again, the same sinful patterns again and again. Do you ever feel or, or are you ever afraid that all of your failures and mistakes have caused you to forfeit God's call on your life?
1: Mm. I've got something that I'd like to share with you that that makes me think of. I'm not sure how familiar you all are with a lady named Carol Kent, but Carol Kent is somebody I really like because she's the founder of the Speak Up Conference and she's an author and she's a speaker and I've attended a lot of her classes and things and she, you know, she. Projects this persona of being a wonderful Christian woman, which she is, but she has a son and she's very open about her testimony about her son. And his name is Jason. And he was arrested and he was charged with first degree murder of his wife's ex-husband in 1999. He had a lot of fear, apparently. And he was afraid that the man who had abused his stepdaughters was about to get unsupervised visits with the girls. Now, he's yeah, he's a great avowed Christian person. He graduated from the Naval Academy, I believe, but he let fear overtaken and he shot his wife's ex-husband on a Sunday afternoon in the parking lot of a restaurant. Wow. Yeah. And. With that incarceration, it kind of seemed like Carol's hopes for him were over with. I mean, he got life in prison, if I wasn't clear. He was not getting out. And I think she was talking to one of our conferences and she said, you know, God would never condone what her son did, but God's mercy and his grace abound. And what happened was a whole new door kind of opened up in the prison system and apparently jason the son used his current circumstances to lead prayer groups to teach financial peace she she was aware that her son's life is not wasted so i just beautiful. think that's well it it is beautiful because who knew i don't think he'd willingly go into the prison system and there he is and god is using that so he's his calling is being fulfilled out in a Different place to him, but not to God. Yeah, yeah. One well, in a place that people need
0: the hope and the well, grace. Sure, yes. What a beautiful story! And I love how God continues to use us for His perfect purposes, despite our imperfections. And we see that clearly in Abraham's story. So, if you followed our series, you might remember his massive failure in Genesis mm-hmm. chapter twelve when he abandoned his wife Sarah to another man, and and his sin, which stemmed from his failure to trust God, it hurt more than just Sarah. It also led to pain, although temporary to the Pharaoh and everyone within his household. But Abraham learned his lesson and returned to God, never to make this mistake again, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> how about if I read some scripture for you? Oh, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I'm going to go to Genesis 21 through 7. Now, Abraham moved on from there into the region of Negev to live between Kadesh and Shor. For a while he stayed in Gerar and there Abraham said of his wife, Sarah, she's my sister. (laughs) There we go again. Then Abimelech, King of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, you're as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She's a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did he not say to me she's my sister, and didn't she also say he's my brother? I've done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience, and so I've kept you from sinning against me. That's why I did not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he's a prophet, and he'll pray for you, and you'll live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all who belong to you will die. Wow. So here we see him like falling in the exact same mess. And
0: I feel like I feel like it it was even a bigger mess in some ways this time because of all of the experience he'd had with God prior, and especially in Genesis chapter 15, when God said to him, He's like, I am your shield, I'm your very great reward. Like You can't get any more specific. Like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to protect you. Yes, exactly. And here he is, again, afraid that that some that harm is going to happen to him. And so then he responds in fear
1: rather than trust. And he kind of backtracks a little bit, it seems. And and what the irony is, it seems like he matured. It seems like he should have known better. It seemed like he should have trusted, but he fell victim to his fear. And he tried to protect himself, it seems. Yeah. And I like how you said that, Carol, you said seemed like he had matured and, I, and he
0: probably had matured. And And it reminds us that we aren't going to do this faith journey perfectly, are we? We're going to have big steps forward and then we're going to slip back. And, and it's pretty easy to fall into the same fears again and again and the same behavioral patterns again and again.
1: I have to agree with you. I mean, they're fears. That's the basis of fears. And sometimes you just don't trust. I mean, you slip back to your base patterns, even if you're the supposed Spiritual giant that Abraham was supposed to be. He was a human being, and he was a very yes.
0: yes. Well, I, I like how you mentioned also spiritual giant, quote unquote spiritual giant, which we all are actually if we belong to Jesus Christ. I just want to get that out. We have the indwelling Savior within us. But God had told Abraham prior to quote unquote be blameless. So basically, saying you are going like I want you to be a living example. We we don't know if Abraham knew exactly what that meant, but but Abraham was supposed to be an example of a life lived in dependence on God and obedience to God. So there is he had
1: higher responsibility. Yes, definitely. And he was supposed to lead people and show them God. That was his whole job. But do you think do you think that Abraham knew what blameless meant? I mean, that that's a big deal. Nobody's blameless, right? Well, that. That is a really
0: good point. And that's, you look at the whole story of Abraham again, and, and actually all of scripture, it demonstrates that none of us can live how we wish we would, right? We can't live up to our own standards, let alone God's standards, which is why we need Jesus Christ. And that's what's so beautiful about this story and also just where we're at today in his story as well. So. Basically, so he had so in Genesis seventeen, Abraham was ninety-nine years. I think I think it's important that we recognize in the chapters preceding, God was really specific with him, right? He's like, You're gonna get you're gonna have a child in a year's time, and you also need to walk before me and be blameless. And and here he's worried he's going to to die. And I don't know it wasn't a whole lot of time between when he actually when God had made that promise to him and said, Hey, I'm going to come up in, in a year's time. Not a whole lot of time had passed between his his. I guess I would you could you might call it his mountaintop
1: experience to his 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 failure moment. That's right, and and the the promise was specific, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't God say you are going to have a child? It's your own flesh and blood. So how could he die if there's fulfillment of that promise? Right. So basically, he in that moment. He either
0: didn't believe God or he didn't even stop to process. Sometimes I think we can just move forward without stopping and saying, okay, what are my fears? What proclamations are they making regarding who God is, his nature, his character, and his heart? And maybe if, if Abraham had paused and said, okay, what do I know to be true? Well, this is what I know to be true. This is how I've seen God work. And, and, and these are the promises that he's made to me. So obviously I can't die because I'm going to have this child. So I don't know if he did that. And if sometimes our fears can we can easily dial up our fears, which yeah. then causes us to kind of dial down the truth. And so maybe right. he did that. I, I don't really know.
1: Or maybe he's a knee jerk reaction. Uh Oh, here we go again. What do I do? I'm the provider. You never know what goes through. The Bible would tell us if we needed to know. But it's fun to speculate, isn't it?
0: Right, right. Or we can think how we would feel That's in, it. <laughs> in those situations. Yeah.
1: Well, he had a specific call. He had to continue. He had a promise. It was to continue with his son. The son would have come from his very own body. But God also said that Abraham was a prophet. That's a specific call. He's then going to is a part of that call. He's got to direct his children, and his household day after day to do what is right and just, I believe the scripture says. How can he do that without a wife and without a child at that point in time? So obviously he was scared. Obviously he didn't trust. And he had this calling upon his life. So let's talk about something for a brief minute. What does it mean, do you think, to have a calling on your life? It's a purpose. It means that God created you to be and to do certain things. If you've got a call on your life, it's it's really not just for you. Okay, this is going to sound really churchy, but it is a call to further God's kingdom. What does that mean to you when I say something like that? I'm well aware that's churchy. What I would even phrase it just it's it's a call to point people to Jesus
0: and to freedom in him.
1: That that's perfect. That's beautifully said. I really like that.
0: And that's what we're all called to do that. And but sometimes work. we can feel we recognize the weight of that and we can yeah. we can feel overwhelmed and and we can think of whether it's our our sinful tendencies, our past mistakes, our regrets, our inadequacies, we can become so consumed with those things that we downplay our call and maybe don't don't
1: walk in it. And and that's true. A lot of times God asks us to do something And we might feel unready or we might feel unqualified for what he's asked us to do. And then we've got these doubts and we've got these lies. But the thing is, if God has a call on your life, he's going to equip you with himself. And I think here that Abraham just wasn't ready to push through his fear and trust God. But the beauty of it is God knew Abraham's fears. He knew how he was going to respond. And he knew Abraham's true heart. And his call as a prophet remained regardless.
0: Yeah. He didn't miss I, I, yeah, I love that, especially when we read when he said to Abimelech, and he's like, Because he is a prophet, so he's failed. He's, he's not acting like a prophet <laughs> in this moment, but I am still calling him a prophet. And then God called Abraham, the one who had committed the offense, to pray for Abimelech, the one he had committed the offense. Against, and I mean, we could speculate as to why. And I, and I, I mean, it could be maybe to just give such a vivid example of his grace.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And, and to your point, Abimelech was acting more righteous. This is a pagan king. I remind you, he's acting more righteous than the prophet of God in this case. The, the delicious irony. I think Abimelech, who is acting right. He's called out the prophet of God. And can you imagine how humiliating it is to the prophet of God? But yet there's grace. God is going to allow him to pray for this pagan king as a prophet in his calling. And in this,
0: in Genesis 27, really this whole passage, we see evidence when back when God first called Abraham out of the land of burning, he's like, I'm going to bless those who bless you, I'm going to curse those who curse you. And we see him making good on that promise here. Like he's he's coming to Abraham's defense, even though Abraham had really messed up. I wonder if having Abraham to pray for Abimelech, one, I wonder if it made him more alert to the damage that he had caused. Good point. Good point. When you have to kind of face your the person that you've you've hurt, right? Then. It it can that can cause you to grow up pretty quickly. But I also wonder if it was something of a a reiteration
1: of his call that he's still the prophet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And he's allowing him to course correct. He He's going to grow from this failure. Maybe he's going to be able to minister better because of it. So if we try to hear and follow God, we're going to make mistakes. But God is God. And if we disobey, God doesn't give up on us. He forgives us and we can depend on God to get us back on track. There's the beauty of it. Amen. Amen. I would
0: love if you could close us in prayer on that note, just really closing with the reminder of God's grace when we mess up. I love that.
1: I would love to join me if you would. Dear Lord in heaven, thank you for allowing us to come to you in prayer. No matter what we've done, you are the one that has given us our calling. And there's nothing that we can do that you can't help us correct. You know our heart. You know our potential. You give grace. And if we hear and obey you, Lord, you are the one that continues to help us get back on track because you love us, Lord. In your precious name, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, I would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and then you won't miss a single episode. And make sure to rate it. That helps others to find it and it encourages our team as well. Until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free.